This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Hey, are you looking to budget your food expenses ahead of summer? Things are expensive now. It feels like when you go to the grocery store, everything is much more expensive. So that's why you should switch to Every Plate. It is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. There are no hidden fees. You can count on great value week after week. You can be like me. You can get some spicy chicken. You can get some herb chicken. You can get burgers. There's so many things you can get through every plate because you can go to the website and you can pick out what you want for the next following week. You can even add on things. I added a huge tub of macaroni to my order and it was fantastic. You can choose every plate over takeout and save money while still enjoying quick, satisfying meals. Their meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. Fewer trips to the grocery store or fewer trips to the restaurant. Your meals are ready in 30 minutes or less, meaning you can make meal times fit to your schedule, not the other way around. If you're looking for 26 tasty and affordable recipes every single week, why not try every plate? Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code supereffective149. And you're going to be saving up to like $110 in value. Everyplate.com slash podcast code supereffective149. Get started today. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 565th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello. Happy Mother's Day, since we're recording on a Mother's Day to those who celebrate and the only holiday that exists in the Pokemon world. We will not be doing this for Father's Day because there are no fathers, apparently, unless you're in Hoenn. Hoenn is the only place that has a father. Norman. I was thinking about this today. Like, how are we still only dealing with mothers at hope like we still have this weird homemaker mom only world in pokemon so restarted sword and shield again and i'm like wait we're still here was there a dad in scarlet violet no there's still no dads what is going on in this universe nintendo video game trope (laughs) (laughs) and as someone who grew up with a single mom it was pretty accurate for me there you go. Hannah's also here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. I'm here. I am. I did all my chores this morning, so I get to go and celebrate my mom later this afternoon. Nice. I moved to a different state, so I didn't have to be around my parents. It worked out well. Also I fair. saw my mom this morning for brunch and my mother-in-law last week because they're traveling this week. All right. So on today's show, we have uh, Chestnut. Coincidence or not, that one of the least popular, I'm not saying that people don't like Chestnut, I'm just saying Chestnut is very not popular compared to the other Pokemon out there, Chestnut, <laughs> uh, the weekend of Breath of the Wild, where I think the entire internet shut down to play that game. Uh, Breath of the Wild? Oh, sorry, me? Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2. Tears of the Breath Kingdom. Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom, or as every time I see the abbreviation, I think TikTok. Yeah, I also think TikTok when I see the abbreviation. We have some Pokemon Go news, but not about the game, about a pretty big community 
uh, shutting down. And then we have some new characters coming to Unite, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Some new characters in Pokemon Masters, some new anime coming. And if you are going to the North American International Championships in, unfortunately, Ohio, uh, we can give you the best information on how to navigate Ohio, I guess. Can we? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, you I'm know, not sure we're the best people for that. I mean, the convention center wise, not surrounding the convention center. <laughs> You're on your own for that. Uh, all right, so they announced Chestnut. Uh, this was weekend one of that. It will come back on the 18th. Well, technically the 19th, but UTC time. So uh, if you're in America, it would be the evening of the 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. Chestnut was rock terra type, uh, meaning it was weak to like water and grass and fighting and whatever else rock is weak to steel. There's one more ground i believe um grounded water or weak to grass which is its primary terra type uh steel is weak to fighting which is his other i guess people didn't know this chestnut is grass fighting for the <laughs> it does have a secondary terra type uh it's fighting who knew who knew who could have possibly known a Pokemon that's been around for how many years now? Uh, ten, I think. X and Y is almost is it ten. Ten? I think Already? It would be ten in America. Yeah, well, that was the first worldwide game, so yeah. ten, I believe, this October it would be. I think that's correct. Did you it, know, was that twenty was that twenty thirteen? Yeah, I think so. I think so. When I was making the thumbnail for my like raid help guide or whatever i didn't realize like chestnut is just like yeah. a bald dude he like doesn't have anything on it he doesn't have like ears or anything he doesn't have it's like any helmet yeah but <laughs> the helmet doesn't have any like it's just a circular helmet yeah, it on was his october 12 2013 <laughs> yike <laughs> it's just one big old helmet it's a big helmet he's a paladin He's protected yeah i i think some people thought they were going to make him steel type which would have fit the palette Paladin theme? Uh, whatever. I mean, like, Rock made sense for the, you know, bring water Pokemon and then forget that he's actually... We're still... Look, we're six months in this game. People still really struggling <laughs> with terror types here. Just, uh, just, you know, I remember back when X and Y was coming out. I don't know if you two remember. Correct me or add on. But because that was a worldwide game... Yeah, there were so many rumors that this was the time. They were like X and Y. They're going to change the starter Pokemon. We're no longer oh, getting yeah. fire, grass, yep. and water. Yep. We're going to get like dark psychic and fighting or fighting. something like that. Yep. Yeah, it was dark psychic I was actually and fighting. Excited about that. And that that rumor was pushed, it, but I was excited for it so hard. <laughs> and then it ended up coming out where they were water, grass, fire, and then. A subset, a, a group of fans were like, ah, we're so sick of this. I wish they would mix it up. It is very clear now that the reason it is water, fire, and grass is because we all went online. You guys can't hide it anymore. None of you guys know how typing works. <laughs> but it was also dark fighting and psychic. It was, yes. The final evolutions were what the, like... So we weren't wrong, were we? No, we weren't, <laughs> Mr. Sassy Pants, thinking you got everybody. Nah, 
We were right. We knew they, what it was going to turn get into. Anyone. They got themselves where they locked into a guard shop against like a frost lass. They outed themselves at not knowing weaknesses <laughs> and resistances. Terra-type means all the moves and everything changes. That's what Terra means. It's a completely different Pokemon. All rules are off. Just go with go with the flow. All what do rules. you feel should be super effective? And the game will probably <laughs> allow that to happen. Ooh, it's a wild time. Um, I liked I liked the, the theme they were going with Chestnut. They gave it three different different ways to um boost its its physical defense. Mm-hmm. Although the last two or three Terra raids, the raid boss doesn't like clear itself it just clears you well chestnut never cleared itself so if you if you i'm gonna argue (laughs) it depends on how long you were in that raid (laughs) (laughs) okay go on (laughs) because i was in a random one that i thought we have a slight shot at doing this i was in that raid for nobody died but it was the full timer all 10 minutes. Because nobody could do anything <laughs> to actually do enough damage because of the Pokemon they brought. And I was keeping everybody alive, which was my mistake. But I got really interested at that point. Like, how long can this keep going? And, you know, that's when I learned it had the move curse. That at some point it does start clearing things because it's like, OK, you've been in this forever. Let's just we're going to just ramp this up. It starts critting a lot more. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because I can't I can't sit in here anymore. <laughs> like, I want to go. I want to leave this raid, but I'm morbidly interested in how long if we can go the whole timer. And it actually we went almost the entire timer until it started like clearing everything and critting everybody. And then mm. it sort of chunks down <laughs> towards the end. But I was in that thing for a long time. It is it is day 213 of asking Game Freak to please put levels next to Pokemon before you enter into raids. I yep. I successfully did like 50 raids this weekend. I maxed out my rock type Terra shards or whatever. Maxed out my rare candy again. I had to sell. The one raid that I failed out of 50 was because a level 47 Annihilate joined and there was that is you just can't you just can't you could be like hey you're done so, at that point yeah like tell the person to put down their controller they're they're not listening you can tell by the pokemon <laughs> choice you can tell by the level choice you there there's no hope we have in this world <laughs> but steve the lower the level the less they take off time when they die <laughs> Just that was like negative six attack and it was still one-shotting it. We, we had to reflect on <laughs> I mean, I will say the one that I was in for 15 years, everybody was at the appropriate level, which is why it lasted for so long. It just yeah. they didn't have any they didn't have any actual attacks. Like they didn't have anything that was going to do anything. And I'm like, well, I'll just sit here and drop kick. That's so weird. Usually randoms are so eager to attack. Yeah, I <laughs> I honestly, I mean, and the thing is, is they were eager to attack, but they all brought bad type matchups. Huh. So they were it's all a- attacking, but it wasn't doing anything. And I'm it like, all goes full circle. 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, here's a char- shiny Charizard that's it's doing it, something. It's there. It's hey. staying alive. Uh, 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 staying alive. Uh, yeah, I, I still, I still adore these raids. I, <laughs> I like building Pokemon for them. I, I like doing them with people. Uh, it scratches the itch that I needed leaving or not leaving, but not having any time in my life for playing Final Fantasy or Destiny or any of these other games that have coordinated group. I will say coordinated group contents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, I know I did my what? What was that day? Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in stream. Yeah, I did Thursday. And then I was like, OK, we're done. I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, I think if there are people like me who keep doing it until you get to 999 shards and I build like six different Pokemon because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling Appleton. I'm feeling Lorantis. Let me like I, I I think that there are people like me. They're probably very few and far in between. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, I think I think the majority of people are probably just doing it once. And then yeah. when you can play with a good group, when you can play with people who are excited about it, it's a really good experience. Oh, yeah. But yeah, everybody yeah. I've talked to, all of my friends who have the game and have tried doing these raids, unless I send them to a group who knows how to do them, they kind of just get tired with building yeah. the Pokemon and and with trying to do it at all. They will yep. just get one through Wonder Trade and breed it that way. I I ran into a Vaporeon, six-star Vaporeon, right before Chestnut, and I was like, oh, I can't connect to the internet, because have you ever, like, saved in front of, like, a six-star raid, and then, like, oh, I'm going to invite Greg, and then as soon as you connect (laughs) to the internet, the raid disappears? Yeah. uh, Because it refreshes. I'm like, oh, okay, I... uh, I can't invite you guys. And it's not like I need... I was like, I... I, it's, it's It's a water Vaporeon raid. Like, it's whatever. Yeah. And but it's boosted Herba Mystica because Vaporeon's like one of like the ten Pokemon that have like a higher chance of Herba Mystica. So I was like, ah, oh, this sucks because I want to like invite people just for the Herba Mystica. I went through it and I accidentally locked in the right, the wrong Pokemon. And I was like, oh, I was gonna bring Belly Bolt. I accidentally brought Decidueye. I was like, that's fine. I get, and I got it to like a sliver of health. And then I was like, oh, you've been put to sleep. And I was like, okay, well, I'm out of heals. Last like 30 seconds, I literally just need to wake up and do one move. And of course, I didn't wake up. So the raid failed. <laughs> what about your NPCs? They were there to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, the Arcanine was intimidating that Vaporeon yeah. like no other. Too bad it's a special attacker. So I go back in. Uh, I go back in with Belly Bolt. The sleep problem solved. Um, but I ended up getting like crit twice. So again, I like needed one more turn, failed the raid. And then I was like, oh, let me just change the hell item. Go back in. Same thing happened. I ended up getting crit, and I died. And I was like, "Why? I, I should go back to the other held item." And then, impressively strong Vaporeon. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Vaporeon six is star setting up rain and then critting in the rain with Surf, it's unfortunate. I after that third fail of like, okay, well, the first one was my fault. Kind of brought the wrong Pokemon. Second one, like, ah, uh, crit, ah, uh, crit. It, it 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 was a, I don't know if it, if you you both have played Monster Hunter. It is like the Monster Hunter feeling. In Monster Hunter, you do like these really long hunts because Monster Hunter is like huge boss battles, and they're like forty five minutes long. Unless you're like really good, you can come to like twelve, thirteen minutes. But there's nothing more frustrating in Monster Hunter than to go for almost all forty five minutes and then die the third time, and then it boots you out of like you get nothing. You have you have died three times. 
your 45 minutes are are not refunded try fresh again i think that is a real we don't talk about this enough obviously this has been a problem since day one but like i'd imagine somebody who doesn't have like a lot of pokemon built or a lot of resources and they lose to a six star raid three times oh yeah i think they're probably done right like they're done yeah (laughs) they're done i mean this exists (laughs) i mean it's one of the weird things that like this was a problem in mmos for large raids right like uh, 24 or 40 man content was never a guarantee that you're going to get to the end. And it was three to four hours at a time. And like, unless you were in it to like, I just want to complete this content because completion is the goal and I'm willing to do however long it takes. People dropped out all the time. Like Final Fantasy 14 solved that problem by making different levels. Like, if you want to smash your head against the wall and be the best, then you're going to go do savage content because that is literally smashing your head against the wall <laughs> until everybody can execute it exactly perfectly. And I don't have time for that in my life anymore. But they have other ways. But it's also the problem of you know, I'll run into people who are like, I just hate doing raid content. And I always say, well, when do you do it? And if they're doing it on the weekends, I'm like, well, that's the problem. Because you're doing oh, it with people right. who don't know what they're doing and you can't complete it. It is just it is frustration after frustration after frustration. Nobody is in there explaining the moves to you because they also don't know. <laughs> like, like when <laughs> you get this is this is the unique MMO feeling is when you get in to a raid and it says two people are viewing the cutscene, which means it's the first time there and it's both healers you're like oh boy <laughs> two new healers i don't know can i get out of this should i accept the penalty for ditching right now i don't know should i but in this game the the problem that i think they're facing for an uphill climb is it's one of the only things that isn't pvp post game the rewards aren't great after you do it once and they themselves don't have a good way of explaining what's happening to people. And if you're trying to do it on your own, since it doesn't really ever give a lot of explanations, you are just hitting your head against a brick wall for nothing in a lot of ways. Like you are getting things in game to make that stuff easier. But if you're discouraged from doing them, those rewards no longer matter because fine, I got Terra Shards to make the other things other raids easier but i'm overrating i don't want to do this anymore are you talking about seven star seven star well also six star because like urban mystica is also sort of like a nebulous thing that if you don't go online and read about the perfect shiny sandwiches to make it's like okay so i got this mystica what does it do you know what's crazy is i i i don't ever save before i i like run into a shiny pokemon because i'm i'm always confident that i will catch it i always have like enough resources like in whatever, but I will save before I make a sandwich using Herba Mystica because I am not confident that the sandwich <laughs> isn't going to fall apart and I'm going to yeah. lose my Herba Mystica boost. Yeah. Yep. Like, like well, it's also telling like people are like, just do open face sandwiches. I'm like, that defeats the purpose of this game. If putting the bread down. It's not even the open face. It's like when you're trying to like hold a sausage and then the tablecloth is like, and you're like, ah, what is happening? (laughs) You know, Maridon's zooming around you like, you need to calm down. I'm making a sandwich. 
There's like this weird balance, though, to go back to the raid stuff of like, so in five star raids, Urban Mystica is an 11% drop out of all five star raids. Obviously, there are some that have a higher drop. And then in six star raids, it's only a 13% drop. So it's really not that much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is like the we understand that six stars is harder. So we don't want to make it like more like like you can still get it in five stars. Like just, you know, it, it there's not a huge difference between 11 and 13. But there's also like the like always, I'm going to use Destiny In Destiny. There was something called uh, like the Nightfall and you could only do it once a week. It was a three person um, strike. So strikes were just get from point A, get to point B. There's a there's a middle boss. There's an end boss. There's a bunch of enemies in between. And that was it. And, and so all Nightfall was was a harder version of a strike. So it's it's ultimately like five stars and six stars. All six stars is is a little bit harder, right? little bit higher they might have a little couple moves so everyone knows how to do the strike it's just the nightfall is is a lot harder and you can only do it once a week and you get better rewards you would want to do that with other people because your other option is to do the nightfall by yourself or do the nightfall with three people there's no difficulty change except that you have two other people shooting guns with you and there were some people that were like i want to do this by myself because i want it to be as hard as possible that's cool. You don't get any cool. extra rewards for no. that. But like, why would you like for me? It's like I've done these a million times. I don't I, I don't need to like prove to my LinkedIn that I'm doing this solo. Like I would like to get it done 20 minutes faster because I got things to do. So, of course, I would want to do it with other people. Um, but at the time, there was no matchmaking in Destiny for Nightfall. You had to go to a subreddit or something or a website to like pair up with two other people because it was slightly harder. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that they made in Pokemon. Like it is so much easier. Oh yeah. Like if it, during that Vaporeon raid, it's, I can't lower its special attack, lower, lower its defenses, remove rain, prevent sleep and attack all the, at the same time. I wish my NPCs were doing <laughs> one of those four they things. They are not. But they're they not. not. That is not what they're there for. They're for intimidation <laughs> and buffing their own stats. But but yeah, that's kind of the thing is like, yeah, I, I could do this solo and like I did it solo. But like, who are you impressing? Like it, 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 has, it has been designed for group content. Yeah. And I get if you don't yeah. have somebody to do it with. The, the online experience isn't there yet either. Right. I mean, there are people who do solo dungeons and MMOs, right? Like they go in by themselves. Like, I'm going to prove to you that I can do this, which is like, cool. I'm <laughs> glad that you tested your own skill against it. I'm glad that made you happy. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like, I don't want to devote the four hours to doing it exactly perfectly and starting over and over and over and over and over again. I just want to get in with a group of people who know what they're doing to burn through the content so that I get my rewards for the week and move on. At some point, Pokemon is going to have to deal with their communication problem in game because what you can say in game is nothing. And at the at bare minimum, having pre-programmed announcements would be really nice as a way to signal to people I am doing this so that for example, if I'm in a seven star raid and I'm going to heal cheer, I heal cheer and then 
two other people hear share at the exact same time because we all saw it, <laughs> but there was no way for us to tell each other I'm going to do it. So we all did it and wasted it. So like it Nintendo, would be nice. Nintendo and Pokemon still think like everyone's sitting on the couch together. That's yeah, but, and that's not happening. I mean, that's what they that's what they want. Again, it's like how you want people to play the game and how people are actually playing the game are often two very different things. And basic, like I get you don't want open communication because it's quote unquote family, blah, 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 blah. And you don't want. Oh, if there was open communication, I would have been banned from Nintendo online from like everyone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I I get the reasons why, but you can still do pre-programmed. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-written messages. They have pre-programmed ones in Unite that people tend to ignore anyways, but at least you're able to sort of signal, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So at least you give some information away. Whereas in this, like, unless, and even the the weird thing is, is like, even if I'm writing with your community, like, it is a one-way, it is a one-way communication. There's one person that is speaking and the rest of us are either taking time to try to type fast on a separate device or just like, I'm going to trust that they're listening to the same thing I am and I'll make my decisions based off that because yeah. it is still a one way broadcast and I, I can do nothing to make this better, but hope. And that that is a frustrating, frustrating, frustrating experience if you're trying to do it on your own and you just want to get it done. Like, I don't care. I go into randoms. I just goof around in randoms. And if I do it, I'll catch my chestnut. If we don't do it, that was a interesting way to spend five minutes i'm seeing what people in the community are doing or in the case of the one raid seven and a half to eight minutes i lost track of time but for a lot of people who value their time more mainly adults or a lot of a lot of people who are you know want to get this one thing this one weekend this is a this is probably a very frustrating experience for them um, I know a person that I always relied on who was like would do every raid has reached out to me like I've not been doing them. Can you just give me an egg? Because I find them frustrating. And I'm like, yep, I I no problem getting you eggs. I understand. Like you didn't have time and it's too frustrating to try to do on your own. Have either of you used the uh, Nintendo communication mobile app that they made for Splatoon? Yep. I used it once like the first week of I was this, I think it was Splatoon 2, right? It launched with. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I used it for Splatoon. How'd and that go? I used it for one other. I, don't remember. I immediately it switched to Discord after like 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah how it it's went. not great. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of not great, but these this announcement is pretty great. <laughs> uh, new characters come into Pokemon Unite. Yeah. We have uh, Umbreon, Leafeon, and Intellion all coming to Pokemon Unite. Uh, this is off NintendoEverything.com. Umbreon will arrive first on May 25th. Leafeon will follow on June 8th. I don't think Intellion has a date? No, everybody is assuming it is the last week of June. Yeah, they usually do every like three weeks for a yeah. character, right? Or yeah, and so this the assumption is it'll be around June twenty third, twenty somewhere in there. It's also wild <laughs> that we have we're not going to have all the evolutions except for the Gen one. Yeah, the three and Gen one have mm-hmm. not been touched. There's no way we they don't it. like do all three of those at the same time or in, or in a row. Or well, something. 
the thing is, is they're doing a big EV event. So people are like, that's what I would expect. They're going to do it. (laughs) And they're not. It's just it's just these five. And we finally have a team of all five, except, you know, none of them are support because Leafeon is supposed to be a speedster. It says uh, the EV appeal o Rama Rama battles in which all players on both teams play as EV evolutions such as Espeon, Umbreon, Leafeon, Glaceon, and Sylveon. Wild EV will be scattered all over the map, and a Gigantamax EV will make its appearance. That's really cool. Players can obtain prizes, including Unite licensed puzzle pieces, which can be used to unlock licenses for Espeon, Glaceon, or Sylveon once ten p- puzzle pieces have been obtained. This will start on May 25th and go till June 23rd. And then the, this is like the Pikachu Unite event where it was a giant Pikachu in the middle and everybody had to be Pikachu. Except everybody does have to be Eevee, but you pick what you evolve into differently. I would absolutely expect all of the evolutions to be available for that event. That's weird. And, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kanto so, fans in shambles right now. They are, from what I know, it's not a five team. It is a four team for the EV Rama event because Umbreon will be released on May 25th when that starts. So they didn't do five because when it starts, you can only have four. Oh, and then I see. On June 8th, the fifth gets released in the middle of the EV event, but they're not going to switch it to five. Uh, so Didn't they just wait until. Leafeon. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows the decisions? Yeah, they this last patch, if you're if everybody who's reading about the last patch, the last patch was very, very bad. And they still haven't fixed Zacian and they took away some things. Why would they need to fix Zacian when they fixed Comfey? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Comfey people are mad. Which granted Comfey was really, really broken, but the bigger problem is still Zacian. I mean, they sort of nuked Comfey into the ground to deal with the Zacian problem instead of fixing Zacian, right? Like, Comfey paid the price for Zacian <laughs> a little bit unfairly, I think. <laughs> as, as they should have. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, burn it down, burn that little thing to the ground. I think, I think if there's a Pokemon that would bring an influx of players either to the game or back to the game, it would be Umbreon. Umbreon, Espeon are incredibly popular EV evolutions. Obviously, Sylveon is also very popular. Leafeon and Glaceon are not very popular compared to the eight of them. Again, this is not me saying that I dislike Leafeon and Glaceon. It is just the standard fact of when we rank all these EVs, which we have multiple times and multiple websites have done, Usually, Umbreon and Espeon are at the top, the Kanto ones are in the middle, and the Gen 4 ones are at the bottom. <laughs> it's just this, usually how it goes. Yep. With Sylveon and, topping it yeah. on the top of the list pretty frequently at this pretty point. Frequently. Yeah, pretty frequently. Yeah. And Umbreon, just everybody knows, it's going to be a defender. Yeah, was it, was it due? What, what's, what's its defense st- 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 tactic? Does it set up a giant um, so, moon in front of people? Yeah, it uh, <laughs> summons Murkrows. <laughs> it summons Murkrows around. Uh, what all can it do? Now we talked about this before. Um, it's got super high. One of the things it's got high defenses. 
It has an ability uh, to steal shields uh, as its ultimate. So um, for all of the shield users like Serena and Lapras and all those things, uh, it can steal those, basically get rid of them. But still doesn't get rid of the Rayquaza one. Is it like a visual shield it's stealing? Yeah, so you can tell when everybody has a shield because it's got the the ball around it. So it takes takes that away. Um, It's got Mean Look, uh, which traps the Pokemon into a zone, which it can't leave. That's a thing. And I think if Umbran is in that black zone, its moves get boosted. And then it's got Foul Play, which uh, hits the Pokemon. It decreases their movement speed. Uh, and I think that one's uh, one that can chain so you can hit a bunch of things. It's got wish for recovery so you can make a wish to an ally Pokemon. And so it gets like it gets reduced damage and then heals, I think. And then it has snarl, which uh, reduces your special attack by negative one. It decreases their attack, special attack and movement speed <laughs> speed. It also gives Umbreon a shield. And then the Moonlight Prances absorbs all the shields of opposing Pokemon and takes it to themselves. So if it can hit right in the middle of a group that has shields up, it will take all of those and put it around itself. Seems very situational. It is very situational uh, and apparently doesn't work on the Rayquaza shield, which is a big bummer. But if you do it before the Rayquaza shield, you'll win the Rayquaza. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, it's good. Like Umbreon is good because there are a few shield users that make them incredibly difficult to take down. And uh, I think uh, like Eldegoss uh, has gives shields as one of the options, which it would steal. And I, th- I think uh, does Comfy do shields or is it just straight? healing i don't remember if flora healing does a shield uh yeah flora healing does do a shield so it's also a way to steal like it's also a sort of way to deal with Confei. like <laughs> Confei putting a shield up on something it jumps in and takes it um which opens up a lot for damage um, so my Confei zashian can with with an Umbreon next to me can dub steal the shield of your Comfezashian. Yeah, yes. Finally. We'll see how well it plays. Um, it's going to be tough to defeat and take down the reigning king of defenders, which is Lapras right now. Lapras is just literally everywhere. Everybody's literally on the back of because it's just slipping yes. and sliding across <laughs> <Yeah>. that map. <laughs> Boy, that thing is tough to deal with. Both Lapras and Gudra are so hard to take down because they heal themselves so much. But yeah, we'll see how um, Umbreon, if it comes in souped up. Uh, I imagine that it will come in OP like they always do, especially oh, since it's starting the EV s- event. You gotta sell those characters. <laughs> gotta sell them characters. <laughs> That's how that works. And then you nerf them two weeks later. <laughs> yep. Except unless it's Zacian. Then you don't. Um, the other thing that has changed is... Super competitive people, if you're seeing this, are complaining because you can no longer spy on the jump pad remotely. So there was a thing competitors would do is you would, as you were running there, you would look over to see who's on their base and then who was going on jump and which they way they, they were jumping because it helped you get intel for positioning. 
And that is no longer something people can see. They remove that. So a lot of competitors are really, really, really mad right now. That's like tier level play, but it is believed it's changed because of potentially the sniping actions that Inteleon is going to be able to do. That they may have removed mm. it to deal with what that Inteleon will be uh, like a true MOBA sniper who will have access to view the whole map um, and take shots at things. That is all like there's people trying to piece together their decisions and what they would do because <laughs> we d- the only other sniper that exists in game right now is Decidueye. So they're sort of thinking like, you know, it's signature move a snapshot. They're probably trying to deal with adding another sniper to the game. But a lot of people are like really mad at Unite right now because this patch, this and that last patch was pretty poor. It just. Yeah, I didn't it, see it, anyone excited. No. And like they did weird buffs like Pyro Ball Cinderace got a buff for no reason. <laughs> like, well, you nobody know, nobody was complaining. It was fine. You it got to have your popular starters always good, right? Like Charizard has to always be good. You got to. I mean, Cinderace was never bad. <laughs> like It was never a bad thing. Not like, good enough, you though. You played against a Cinderace. <laughs> Cinderace was one of the easier ones to play. It was just like you just point and shoot. That's all you had to do. There was not a lot going on there. And it got a buff. Uh, and then they just decided to buff the heck out of Glaceon. Why? Reasons. Sure. Cool. Gotta make I up mean, for Diamond and Pearl. Brilliant Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Something had to. Well, we will take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we got uh, a little bit more news. So uh, hold your horses, hold your mud brace. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Brilliant. Brilliant Brilliant.org is the best way to learn math and computer science and computers all interactively. Things with computers, you can learn them. Brilliant has thousands of lessons from foundational and advanced math to AI, data science, neural networks, and more. There are new lessons added monthly. I've used Brilliant in the past because I was someone who actually liked doing math in school. I like coming to a concrete answer there. So when I felt like I wasn't having enough of a concrete answer in different things in my life, say at the beginning of the pandemic, I subscribed to Brilliant and was able to just solve a fun little math or physics problem every day. And I don't know, I had fun, I enjoyed it, and I felt like I was renewing skills that may be applicable to jobs in the future. So I would say Brilliant is an enjoyable experience. Well, if you want to do math and learn intuitively at brilliant.org slash PKMNCast, that is our special link. Give it a shot. See if you like it. Try everything that they have to offer. Learn math, learn about computers, do all sorts of things. You know, learning new skills is great. So go to brilliant.org slash PKMNCast to start your 30-day free trial. And the first 200 people will get 20% off their annual subscription. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Anything, Greg. Anything. Your products, your content, even your time. Squarespace is the best site for making handcrafted websites. (laughs) 
What handcrafted website are we going to make this week, Will? Well, how's about a primer for people who are getting ready to go to South Korea who know absolutely oh. nothing about South Korea? Hey, that sounds good. What what sort of things do we need to include? Because we'd have to have maybe videos. Uh, also, a list of American restaurants that you can find in South Korea because there's <laughs> no way that Steve would ever eat anything. You know, and what makes that easy is Squarespace has a ton of features in which we could have videos. We could have people s- submit an email suggestions of best American-esque restaurants in South Korea. Sure. All of these things can be done super fast, super quick, and super simple using Squarespace. And we will call it South Korea 101. We'll, like we'll so- workshop the name. Yeah. You can head over to squarespace.com slash PKMNCAST for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you can use offer code PKMNCAST to save 10% off your first purchase of website or domain. So you can still, you know, work out what you want that domain to be. You want to build your own website, build your brand, sell your time, sell anything else. Maybe not sell anything at all. Maybe you just want a simple blog post. Yeah. And that, that's cool, too. You can head over to squarespace.com slash PKMNCAST and use offer code PKMNCAST when you're ready to launch. And we are back from our break. The end of an era. Uh, I don't know actually how much this is. This is our Pokemon Go news, except not really about the game, more about a community. <laughs> about the community. I think it's important, even if you don't play Go. Well, I don't know. Important depending on how you view things or how you want to spend it. It does depend on, on how much you paid attention to this side of Pokemon Go. Yeah, this is a very hardcore side of Pokemon Go. So we're talking about the Silk Road. Uh, this is end of an era. After seven extraordinary years, the Silk Road team is ceasing operations. Thank you all for this remarkable journey. This was posted by, uh, I don't know how to say their name, Dropes, Dromps, Dromps, uh, no one else has to say their name. But anyways, they, they started the Silk Road uh, before Pokemon Go even came out. The Silk Road was a website as they geared up for Pokemon Go. I met them at the uh, first Pokemon Go Fest. I talked to them for a little bit. I saw them at, I believe, the second and third GoFest. It was all in Chicago. Uh, and they make this post uh, saying that uh, uh, exactly a year ago, they decided to go with a sponsorship with Niantic. And Niantic would help pay for their cost of the Silk Road's operation. And because Niantic was paying for the cost, the Silk Road decided to remove all the ads from their website. They say all... Good things must come to an end. Niantic's sponsorship has been concluded. It was exactly one year. So that there was no surprise there. If you look at their post history, they posted exactly one year ago announcing the Niantic thing. And then it's been a year later and it was a year contract. Or I don't know if contract is the right word, but probably contract because money yeah, was involved. Yeah, it's probably a contract. <laughs> yeah, I, I, most things are contract. And they said, after considering the mounting financial constraints facing our team, along with the momentum and landscape of the game in 2023. Also, I think on the podcast last week, I said 2013, and neither of you corrected me. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> I noticed, for the record. <laughs> I, I probably wasn't paying attention. Our team has come to the bittersweet conclusion that uh, it is time to close 
So the Silk Road is a couple things. It's funny because I'm pretty sure last week when we talked about the Larvesta hatch rates, I said we're reading this off the Silk Road website, which no one ever goes to. They just go to the subreddit. And now the website is closing. Uh, so that was very <laughs> okay, ironic. That's why. It was us. We killed it. I mean, you go to the Silk Road for other things. Yes. Um, I don't know if you used those other things, Hannah. They had like a, a nest atlas. They had um, like yep. a community map. They had their little like collect badges they had from their other whole trainer cards thing and you could get badges from checking into community days they also were the foundation of the grassroots pvp mm-hmm. which is what's really kind of shaking up a lot of the community behind the scenes there on a side note it doesn't matter how good your grassroots are when the game itself is broken <laughs> there is that too. um but grassroots pvp was actually pretty thorough they hosted a lot in their um end of an era post they can talk about they talk about how many pvp tournaments they hosted through silf road and it was over one hundred thirty-five thousand mm-hmm. tournaments that's which a lot. is wild yeah that's a lot as of this post uh eight hundred and twenty thousand people are subscribed to the subreddit although in the the grand scheme of things Eight hundred thousand is 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 a fraction of the pokemon go player base yeah it's tiny <laughs> It is, to me, like, not surprising. Seven years is a long time. People change. They grow. Their life changes. Their interests changes. Their hobbies change. There there have always been people that, like, come to me and they're like, I can't believe you've been doing this podcast for 12-some years. Or, they're, or they'll say, like, you ever think you'll get sick of Pokemon? Like, no. No, I love it a lot. I, I don't think I'll ever get sick of it. Unless Pikachu comes out as a bigot or something, I, I think... <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I think I, I will always like the series, right? Pikachu's a good guy, though. Like, he's, you know, he's reliable. He's friendly. He's out there. He's electric. He's, he's electric. <laughs> he's out there doing things. I think the thing that bothered me about reading this is that they had options they decided not to go with which yes is fine but like if if the reason you're closing is like they say after considering the mounting financial constraints facing our team which is money along with the momentum and landscape of the game that's hey we're not happy with the game right now so we have two problems and that's why we're closing the first problem can be solved Mm-hmm. You went six years without Niantic's money, and you were running ads, and you knew, because it was a contract, the end date of this. Yeah. So you had plenty of time to either renegotiate another contract, uh, or... Which I don't think Niantic would have done, because they're no. clearly moving everything over into Campfire. True, true. Yep. Uh, or you can restore the ads that you had back. Which, like, I have to deal with contracts all the time, right? Like, I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a contract with G Fuel. They pay me every single month. And I, at this point, I use that money to pay my electric bill. So G Fuel is keeping the lights on here, which is very nice <laughs> of them. And uh, my contract with G Fuel is always six months. And if, you know, in July, when my contract renews, if they decide not to, because... To, and to be completely transparent, there's a lot of companies I've been dealing with that they... They don't want to they don't want to give money anymore. Like we're, you know, what some people believe we're about to hit a recession, whatever. Um, A lot of companies are saying, hey, maybe next year we can talk money again. But this year we're, you know, tightening things up. 
And that could be the same for Diantic. Um, when your contract is over, you either got to really prove that you're worth that money or they have to prove to higher ups that they can continue paying you. That's whatever. But if they didn't want to go the ad route, going back to the Silk Road, I am sure they could have gone Patreon. They could have gone Comf- uh, uh, Ko-Fi, whatever, the coffee thing. There's so yeah. many revenues they could have gone to, I think, solve the money problem of that. Which is maybe one of the reasons why the second half is so important. The momentum and landscape of the game. And yeah, how, much I, factored, I, how much that factored in. There's a couple of things. Whenever... There's an old, there's like an old business wisdom that if a restaurant makes it past a year, they're golden. And if a restaurant closes after it's been open for a long time, it's because they just don't want to do that restaurant anymore. Right. I have a feeling that some of this is the people who are in charge also don't want to do this much anymore. Because if you so made too. it seven years, you can fix the money problems and it would be tough and it would be it would be a difficult transition, but it's a transition that could happen if people who are running it were still invested in it. Um, and so there's like two things I sort of look at this as well as one. They may no longer be invested in the game anymore because the game it's seven years old and it's not that exciting for a lot of people. You could also look at it like you can find other people that you trust to take over the self road and say, we're going to hand these off. And they decided not to do that. So there's like a couple of things that they aren't really talking about, which is their prerogative, that are just like unanswered questions. Like you have 800,000 people. There's got to be people that in that that you would have trusted to take over. Mm-hmm. And there and are you people decided taking over to. the Reddit side. The yeah. research and things like that theoretically for now are going to continue on the Reddit side. The posts are still going to happen. Yeah, but I do think that this announcement has has had an impact. A lot of people were pretty shocked by it. Yeah, yeah. I I think the thing that bothers me is like people blaming this on Niantic, and I don't see how this is Niantic's fault at all. Mm-mm. They they opted to pay for their website, which and their cost, and I don't know how much that is. I have no clue how much that is. Uh, my website's hosted on Squarespace. I think it's like $260 a year, and we run a Squarespace ad in the episode, and that means they give us a, every time we run a Squarespace ad, that means they like pay for our year of Squarespace, right? Like, I don't... I'm sure the Silk Road costs more than $260. I'm sure it costs more than $260 a year. They knew what they signed. They, they signed a one-year mm-hmm. deal. They knew it was coming up. They, I, I promise you that Niantic didn't like let them know two days before the end of their contract right. that they weren't renewing. Like they had options to go. I do think this is more the people who are running this just don't care anymore, and that is oh, that is totally okay. Yeah, like I don't know if it's just don't care. It could also just be are frustrated and dissatisfied with the way the game is going. I don't know. Yeah, if you're I mean, like level like 37 in Pokemon Go after seven years and you haven't posted on the sub, you've posted twice on the subreddit in three years and you're supposed to be the dude running it. I don't know if you care anymore. His, he's, he's literally 37 <laughs> in the game. Yeah. Got it. I, 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 there's, there's a lot to look at it. Um, and it is like... Like, thank you for your impact. Great. You made the choice. You are making the choice to end it. 
there are other options, but the choice that you all decided as a leadership team, according to it, was to end, to take down the website, which meant like you, there's a couple of things in there. You didn't want to do it anymore for your own reasons. And you didn't. I mean, the last seven years, he has two kids now. Yeah, that's huge. And you also didn't have anybody that you felt you trusted enough to hand it off to. Or just that the website features weren't as popular as yeah. or important as the the research that was happening yeah. on the subreddit. It, because yeah. the website features were really cool, but also I didn't know very many people who used them. Right. Like I you're paying them, for but, something that's a nice to And you can nice go in there have. and check the raid info, and that was super helpful. Or, mm -hmm. you, or you would go and just check something for a couple of seconds, and that would be super helpful. But there was a lot, there were a lot of really thorough features on the website that were not used all that much. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think the handing it off is hard, mm -hmm. and not, not, not because of the, 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 the ropes, dude. But like when I was doing the carve, uh, which was my Monster Hunter podcast, there was a point where I was, I was just too busy. I, it's, I'm like, I don't think I was doing a good job to the listeners of the carve because I couldn't play as much as I wanted to. I didn't have time to sit down and like really research more complicated mechanics to feel confident about talking about it. And so when I was saying when I was like, OK, like I can't do the carve as well as I should be able to. And I went to at the time it was Micah. And I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be really busy. Like, I know I know, you know, we started this thing together. Would you like to, you know, take it and here's all the assets here's all the audio files here's the website here's the email uh, you can do whatever you want with it and he was like nope i he's like i don't want to do any of that work he's like i just wanted to show yep. up and talk yep and i was like mm -hmm. okay well, like who am i gonna find to like host it edit it do the social yeah. media and then when when will decided to come on it was kind of the same conversation like sword and shield were gearing up and coming out and i was like i'm gonna be really busy will and i was like you are playing monster hunter every day i said the same thing to will i was like do you want like he will he was already editing and doing podcasts so at least you know he he had that under his belt i was like do you want to take over the carve and he said the same thing he was like nope i don't want that responsibility and i would not be surprised if it was the same thing here where oh yeah where he went to people and was like hey do you want to take this over and they're like no that's way too much work <laughs> they're because like, there are probably people on that subreddit that love the silk road and they're probably like i'm okay with like my one deep dive analysis once a month that's my yeah. contribution i don't want to do anything more and i respect yep. that i get it oh yeah it's a lot of work to yep like there are PVP people on the silk road i don't read those posts cuz i don't care but when i click on them and they're like they're like longer than the Bible. I'm like, man, you put a lot of work into this. That's awesome. I ain't reading it. But like, I got a huge respect that you calculated what a Lolan executor can do against like a chimchar in a raid. Like, that's awesome, man. But that ain't for me. But but in no way is like the people that are like, this is Niantic's fault. Like, what? No, no this is no. Like, if that, if that is your takeaway from this whole post, like you are just the one mad year for contract. The the one-year contract definitely seems like it was, they could tell, they knew it was going to be a one-year contract. That yeah. Niantic was spinning up Campfire, Campfire yeah. was clearly something that this was going to feed into, that their contract was revolving around the communities and starting working with the community programs, 
which was then what Campfire is made for. And they are very thoroughly pushing Campfire with their new game. Yes, they Um, sure are. (laughs) It's interesting because I think the only thing that I will, I do think Niantic can be held accountable for was using a third party to buy them time to and f- and using somebody else to sort of figure out how they wanted their product to do right like yeah they they that that is kind of a not a, a business practice that i'm not particularly happy that people do all the time it's like running art contests you know at least they paid them but like it, there was money that do- exchanged hands yeah yeah i mean you were doing you're doing this to buy yourself time to eventually cut them out. And like, that is not a gr- I, I don't really love that part of capitalism, but that is a known part of capitalism. So I, I will say, like, on Niantic Park, I do find that those sort of business practices, while common, slightly shady. But I don't think they really hid that fact. Like, I don't think that was a hidden goal of theirs <laughs> uh when you sign a one-year contract and you're like we're gonna start this ambassador program and we're also gonna be doing campfire and we're gonna be doing all these things like it wasn't particularly hidden i i agree that it's not the best thing for companies to do but it is a pretty standard business practice so like hate capitalism more than hate niantic <laughs> unlike an art contest there was money that exchanged right. hands. Right. <laughs> like, hey, do a bunch of art. We'll only pick three of you, but we know that at least 30,000 will apply and to help out. Yeah. I, I have no proof, but I strongly suspect that they probably tried to hand this off to somebody and they just couldn't find anyone that wanted to take so many responsibilities on um, as well as like a cost thing. And again, I think they could have done this. They, like they could have restored the ads, maybe said a Patreon is coming and you'll get like a bonus badge on like the subreddit or something, right? Like they could have set up a situation where like, okay, the mm-hmm. money thing is going to be taken care of, but these are all the like the the maintenance things that you have to do on the website yep. or the subreddit. And like that is just that is probably an 80 hour work week for some, for one person to yeah, go between like, the here, website take and the, this the incredibly low paying part time job <laughs> I don't think it's a part time job though I think it's a full time job I think it's yeah, a low paying full time job <laughs> I mean it, you know some things can be part time but I mean when often people are like oh you know there's no money in X like people ask me all the time why aren't you why don't you just not take another job and just write RPGs and make that content? Yeah, and get like, that because, D&D Patreon going, Greg. <laughs> I'm like, because there's not enough money in it. Like, it's a good side hustle. But not, I do not, I would have to have so many things on all the time and be making so many deals and so many other things. Or I can just get a full-time job. And do it in my spare time when I am ready to make that kind of like switching this. There is so much work that goes into a lot of these things that people already undervalue. Like you don't understand. Like if a corporation hired a person to do that much work, it's a full time job with a salary. And most of your Patreon cash aren't doing it like you're not going to get there. It, it, It is never as easy as 
people think it is like monetary <laughs> reasons also means people should be compensated for their time spent doing it. And most people aren't willing to compensate people for that time. Like I'm about to crowdfund another game and people are like, well, how much are you paying yourself? I'm like zero. I am paying myself zero. I have to pay everybody else who's done work for me first. And generally, I don't make money on this until much, much, much later. Like I'm barely now turning a profit on Glitter Hearts. This has been three years. <laughs> I don't know how much will change in the sense of the subreddit itself. I think you will still see the people reporting like New Zealand's broken again. I think yeah. you will still see the Larvesta is 0.8% in eggs, right? Like those those things weren't being done by the top people of the Silk Road because they were doing other things. Like I think you will still see those long Bible verses of PvP stuff. Um, but But just like anything else, they can disappear because like think of... Think of like Leak Duck. Mm -hmm. Like he could just stop doing graphics. <laughs> mm -hmm. Leak Duck's website is also great. He, he, so if you were using the Silk Road, you can check out Leak Duck's website too. I mean, Sarah B could just say I'm done at any moment. That's true. But he could say I'm done and then cash in a giant paycheck because literally there are uh, there are big conglomerates. I can't even say conglomerates. <laughs> conglomerates. Yes. There are big websites that will buy that website yeah. up in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what actually happened to Maryland at one point is a big website came in and they bought Maryland and Maryland decided a couple years later that he wanted to start over and. He had to because he technically sold his website to somebody <laughs> yep. else. So he had to start over. Who knows if that was the right decision. It was probably the right decision for him at the time. We'll see how much of an impact it'll have. But I do think that the announcement itself had a morale impact on players who knew of mm -hmm. the Silk Road. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it was like another uh, after this, after for some this season, after the whole raid pass thing, after the way the events have just been bad and boring, I don't know. I I think I said this last time. I love Pokemon Go. I have loved Pokemon Go and the community it has brought, but I'm not happy with how it's going. I'm not sure where it's going from here. And this well, kind of adds to that. Apparently, uh, uh, a Niantic event in seattle there was pictures of create i was not invited for the record i will i i am in the niantic creator group we've talked about this before didn't even know it was happening i wasn't invited probably because i say things that niantic does not like and uh <laughs> it, it, you know <laughs> uh you know we've seen creators get on the naughty list for niantic you know remember when mm -hmm. trainer tips did a whole dragon pokemon go youtube video and then all of a sudden trainer tips was not invited to the next go fest <laughs> i don't know again i don't know maybe maybe they just didn't have the budget maybe i maybe they're showing features that i wouldn't use anyways i don't know why i wasn't invited it's okay it's not that big of a deal chestnut dramatically more important for me <laughs> love the chestnut get that good paladin i know there was a handful of creators that went out to seattle to see some new features and they said they can't talk about it i i have no clue what it is i mean there's been rumors of what new features are coming right like one of the rumors is shadow raids i think 
and then the routes thing has been rumored forever. Routes technically exist in Ingress, so like that wouldn't be a surprise to anyone who was like, if you haven't heard, I think routes have been rumored for like what, like two or three years. <laughs> Definitely a while. I don't know if it's been that long. Uh, I think in Ingress, a route, from what I remember, is ideally when you get to like a big city, well, this only benefits people in big cities, um, it will take you from one place to another to let you explore that city. And then because you're following a specific route in the city, uh, you would get a reward at the end. So it's kind of mm. like you know, in, in Zelda or whatever, when you're doing mission from point A to point B, and then because you did them all, you get something at the very end, right? It's supposed to be like that IRL. Now, as I explained that, that probably sounds very cool to people. It exists in Ingress, and it, I think people like it in Ingress. But again, if you live in, you know, Appleton, Wisconsin, you're not using that feature. <laughs> I'm not even sure the city I live in would get that feature. I feel like that's the kind of thing that would only come to the biggest cities. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you're traveling to Paris for the first time and you've never been, that's a cool way to explore that city is like I I have personally said on this podcast, I use Pokemon Go to pick a direction in a new city to walk to because I know like if I look at the Pokemon Go map and I see a bunch of spots stops north and I see nothing south. North seems like the better option. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have no clue what was shown. I, I, I don't know why I wasn't invited. Not that big of a deal, though. But I, I wish I could come on this show and be like, hey, Niantic showed some cool stuff. Be excited this year. On the audio podcast, I'm making some weird faces. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we know they're showing off something. Somebody has seen something, so uh, hopefully yeah. it's good stuff. Uh, speaking of good stuff, uh, Pokemon Masters uh, added Signa Suit, Ace Rola, and Tapu Bulu, and then um, Lana and Tapu Fini, I believe, were also just added. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. You know, Pokemon Masters still adding new stuff. Uh, we're probably yeah. not going to hear too much for another two months, I think, is then yeah. the, the anniversary. Yep. Uh, everybody says that Bulu is worth pulling for, uh, but uh, keep in mind that there's going to be a big event coming up soon, so you might want to also hold on to your gems. Yeah, it kind of depends on what you want to do, um, yeah. or how caught up with you on the gotcha experience you are, whether... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what would be, uh, exciting for... I think this would be a three-year anniversary for yeah. them. Um, the third year. Oh, four years? Is it not the fourth? Oh, I think you're right. I think it is fourth year. It's 2019. Oh, yeah, no, it is. It is yeah. four. So it would be, um, gosh, I can't even remember. Like, who's the exciting repeats? How many Cynthia's have they? <laughs> How many I mean, Cynthia's do we'll get? Back? We'll get Ash with Charizard because everybody has to have a Charizard. Oh, they could bring back Ash and Pikachu. They haven't. That, would, that, that could be recycled. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably do a bunch of the Cygna suit stuff leading up to it like they always do. So we might get Leon and Eternus back. You know, we might get Ash and Pikachu and Leon and Charizard closer. Yeah. To <laughs> the, this is a good transition, closer to when the episodes finally air in America, which is on starting June 23rd. 
tune in to see Ash battle Leon in the Master. Well, they just they just go ahead and spoil that whole thing. I guess it doesn't matter, right? We already <laughs> yeah, know he wins. I mean, <laughs> it's already been spoiled. It's already there. Like, come on. Part three coming to Netflix. This is off Pokemon.com. Don't even watch our anime. Here's just the here's just everything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> The Master 8's tournament is underway in this collection of 15 episodes. Come together with Ash and Pikachu as they face some of their toughest opponents ever. This all leads to Ash's dramatic battle against the Galar champion Leon for the title of world champion. Um, So that will start in about a month on Netflix. Which, you know, look, you know Batman's going to win at the end of the movie. You know that... Mm. uh, I Depends if there's a part two. <laughs> yeah. If if we didn't know the ending, if we didn't know that the next season of the Pokemon anime wasn't going to have Ash <laughs> as the main character, um, you could still question whether you would yeah. win. But but all the answers are right here in, in <laughs> the, already the website. <laughs> On the website. They've already <laughs> stated. You know, we were debating whether or not they would continue with Ash. And I think of this show, I definitely said there's no way they get rid of Ash. This is a worse timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are we getting rid of him, but we're just going to tell you how it ends. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you don't get the satisfaction, America. <laughs> we're just going to rip that from your hands. You don't deserve it. You've been bad people. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, you know, hey, that's coming to Netflix. So I think, uh, gosh, it would probably be around October we would finally get to see the uh, the new anime. Which... Maybe they'll hold off until November-ish or whenever. Maybe they'll release the first part of the DLC around the yeah, time we yeah, finally yeah, get. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice to be playing the DLC and being able to watch it. It's it's. Gosh, at this point, it's hard to even click on Cerebi and like scroll down and look at news and be like, oh, well, I guess that's happening in the new anime. Great. Cool. I'll wait another 18 months to see that happen. Yeah, there's some real cool stuff, it seems like. But hey, I heard they showed a new Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Just come on. Simulcast exists. Just come on. We'll get the simulcast when... uh, Sword and Shield updates with levels next to the Annihilate players, so we know if they even So level. the 12th of never. <laughs> Sword and Shield, sure. North American International Champion. I think this is our last bit of news. The uh, NAIC, the final international championships for the 2023 season. Uh, this will be for uh, the Pokemon trading card game, the video game, uh, Pokemon Go, and then... The event will also hold, host the Pokemon Unite North American Regional Finals. Uh, this will be at the Greater Columbus Convention Center in Halls A and B. That will take place on Friday, June 30th through Sunday, June 2nd. Some tournaments will begin on Friday, June 30th, which I think is Unite. Um, and I think there might be. No, I don't I don't think it, there is any last chance qualifiers for this. There will be event registration for the TCG video game Pokemon Go. There will be three waves. If you like waking up early, wave one will be May 17th at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Wave two 
May 17th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And wave three will be May 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So you pretty much go to the website, you register, you pay. I, Milwaukee Regionals was like $84 to compete in the video game. I'm assuming it's probably the same price, if not a little bit higher here for NAIC. If you don't want to compete, which I don't blame you, <laughs> and you just want to go, there will be spectator badges. Uh, spectator badges from last I checked were about 9 to $12. They're relatively cheap, and usually you get like two free booster packs um, of whatever random card game they have. I don't know. Maybe you'll get some Crimson Invasion. Uh, wave 1 will be, again, 6 a.m. on May 17th. Wave 2... May 17th at 2 p.m. All Pacific times here. 18, May 18th, 10 a.m. And then you will be able to pick up your spectator badges near Exhibit A starting on Thursday, June 29th from 5 to 8 p.m. I would recommend that if you do get to the convention center early or you are in town, like get, get on Thursday if you can. I know you probably want to get like ruth's steakhouse or something with your friends but like just go get your pass first it'll, it'll be it'll be worth it the next days i promise you it it'll be worth it otherwise uh friday saturday sunday 8 a.m to 8 p.m to pick up your badges there will be side events um there and the big news here ohio getting one good thing so take it for what it's worth ohio ohio wins uh, the Pokemon Center pop-up store will return and you will they will have a lot of event-exclusive Pokemon products. It is open to the public. You do not need a badge to get in. That's awesome. That's really, uh, that's really great. If you saw the Pokemon pop-up center in London or in Melbourne, Melbourne Australia, uh, it was very like, man, I wish I was there. It, it, it looked it mm -hmm. looked great. It looked really good. Also, it's Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh my! <laughs> get the name right, or don't get it at all. Why am I even uh, doing this podcast? I can't even get the yeah, Ruth I Chris Steakhouse know. right. Twenty thirteen Ruth's Ruth's Steakhouse. <laughs> Look, you know Chris isn't as great as Ruth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I actually did do the research as to why it's called that. So. If you, if you want to know why, you can hit me up. Okay. Uh, attendees can also participate in the Play Lab, uh, which is, they've been doing these at, like, I think there was one at PAX. I think they did one at Gen Con one year. Um, these are the hands-on, we'll teach you a TCG, we'll give you a couple free booster packs for playing. Um, you don't need a badge for that either. I'm pretty uh, sure they had that pop up at the uh, Pokemon Regionals. Yes, I think Portland, most, sorry, most regionals Portland regionals, have those. probably all of the regionals. So yeah, uh, this is this is a lot. You know, people always ask like, "Hey, there's a regionals in Daytona Beach. I'm from Miami. Should I drive out there?" And I'm always like, "Ah, you know, usually there's a couple vendors. You know, they're kind of overpriced, but you get to be around Pokemon people. Sometimes there's like Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, North America uh, and international championships. You know, if you're yeah, an hour or two away. I think it's a hundred percent worth going as a Pokemon fan. Um, obviously, the more Pokemon you like, the better. But I, you know, Pokemon Go in the area, the Pokemon Pop Up Center, um, watching matches. I, 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 I do think that this is probably worth a 
I, I don't know if it's worth like a plane ticket and, you know, a hotel mm-hmm. if uh, <laughs> if you're just spectating. But uh, to anyone in Ohio, if you are within driving distance, I, I think this is worth visiting for sure. And we're not getting a Worlds in America this year. So uh, if you need that Pokemon in-person itch, uh, you don't have a lot of options. <laughs> There's still GoFest. That's true. Yeah, that's true. There's still GoFest. <laughs> For, for a bare minimum of $100 for your weekend. That'll at least get you the ticket. <laughs> Not a minimum. Ticket's 25 <laughs> <laughs> Uh I will be at the uh, North American International Championship. You know, I was going to go to the Milwaukee one because it's about a five-hour drive. Uh, but I found out my hairstylist in Milwaukee, who I love dearly. She's fantastic. So selfish of her. Apparently, she's having another baby. So... Uh, is uh, is Pokemon? Pokemon was worth it with a possibility of a haircut, but no haircut. I don't know if Pokemon's worth it at that point. <laughs> it's not worth a five-hour drive for Pokemon. That's where we've gotten to. <laughs> but but on you throw on a haircut, a good haircut, and I'm mm-hmm. in. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm still on the fence about Milwaukee now. When is the Milwaukee? When is it? Uh, end of this month. Two weeks. Oh. Yeah. I went to the very end of the Portland regionals. Wish I had gotten to go there earlier and actually met some of the people who were there who I would be interested in kind of hanging out with. Do you remember Ultimately, how much I just kind of wandered. Spectator bad pass was? Spectator ticket was $5. What? It was only $5 for you? Yep. Was it a one day or was it a, week? was it a weekend? I think there was only one option. So I think there was... For the full weekend. Mm. I think when I was looking at Milwaukee, it was like 11. Weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, to compete in Milwaukee was, I think it was like 80 bucks. And I was like, yeah. oh, five hours and $80. 70 to, to 80 to compete. I had, I had considered trying the Pokemon Go competitive this time around, but I, I'm not good enough for $70 to be worth it. Yeah, that's crazy because um, I almost did the Pokemon Go last year in Milwaukee because I just, it was faster. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> matches are much quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the structure is a lot quicker. Um, and then it's just like, it's so hard. Maybe this goes, maybe the Silk Road closing is a bad thing. It's so hard for somebody who wants to maybe compete and then to be hit with that price tag yeah i get that there are rewards at the end and it pays for the rewards like booster boxes and prize money and travel stipends i totally understand that i I guess maybe that's where the dollars just to compete yeah (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with being like i know i'm not good but the only way i'm going to get better is by participating but that's still a lot of money to be like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to walk away with anything except ex- like, ah, I guess there's side tur- tournaments and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I know, that's where the grassroots stuff mostly comes in. Yeah, I know uh, there was last year at Worlds in London, there was like a topsy tourney tournament where it, where it was like one of the side tournaments that Pokemon was putting on, but you had to play with your switch upside down. And you had to do the whole match. And that was like a tournament structure. I love that. Um, they, and they have stuff where like, 
you you can only bring like middle evolutions or they'll have like pokemon stadium like they have a bunch of like side tournaments and it's you know as fun as the organizers lead it up to be and sometimes they have older side tournaments where it's like oh the you know bring your copy of x and y and bring your x and y you know competitive team and we'll go back and suffer through mega evolution for 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) uh spectator badges for milwaukee are ten dollars and 55 cents Ooh, they get you on the 55 i wonder why it's twice as expensive as it was here (laughs) (laughs) maybe portland desperate for spectators i don't know was it crowded was it was it it was it was sold out i mean i had to get the second round of spectator badges because it was completely sold out i had to wait till saturday afternoon did well, they hand you they like a, a donut can... with like tricks on it and like slap a coffee in your hand when you walked in? <laughs> That's like the Portland experience, right? That is the stereotypical Portland experience. That's what tourists go for. But no, <laughs> I got a wristband. I still have it on my bookshelf. But did they put a bird on it? That's the question. How many food, how many donut food trucks were outside the convention center? <laughs> None. What? There were no food what? trucks. What? I'm out. That I saw. There were no food trucks that I saw. Of course, I was there only on the Sunday. I wasn't there on the big day. How many vendors did they have? Um, there were three or four independent vendors, I think. Maybe five. Yeah, and then there was the TCG stand. And I would assume plushes were slightly overpriced. Yeah, (laughs) as it goes. As it goes, yeah. Pretty much anywhere you find Pokemon plushes, they're going to be overpriced in one way or another. That's yeah. like the one really nice thing about the pop-up Pokemon Center is their official normal priced plushes. Uh, the the I guess the downside is usually when there's a pop-up Pokemon Center, they don't allow vendors to compete um, like with pricing or, or shops. But then the, the cool thing, I guess, about vendors is sometimes they have like Japanese plushes that have never come to America or they have some yeah. Japanese merch, but you definitely pay for that. Like you could probably find it cheaper online, but then you have to wait like six years for it to be put on a boat because <laughs> shipping or pay $40 for shipping. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> it's very capitalism strikes again. <laughs> I will say, so I've been speaking of capitalism. I've been searching just, because I get bored in between searching for jobs. So there is uh, a website that's sold things that are coming direct from manufacturers from China. And I am so tempted by the giant 160 piece Pokemon knockoff, like minifigures, like this just big box full of little, <laughs> not like made by the Pokemon company knockoff figurines and i'm so tempted to buy it oh you mean like the like not like legos like little like figure like figures little, like little action plastic figures. figures yeah like oh little okay i thought figures. you were talking about the nanoblock stuff because the nanoblock no. stuff is official no this is clearly to put in like there's an advent calendar that i almost bought that was the not official pokemon advent calendar that also had like some of the most distressed looking Pokemon <laughs> knockoffs I've ever seen in my life. Little... I'm so tempted by this giant box. If I had a job, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, fire it up. You can find those at comic book stores or game yeah. stores sometimes, and you can just find some really messed up looking yeah. Yeah. almost Pokemon. And I could get this sent straight to my home, a giant box of <laughs> random warped Pokemon. 
for the low, low price of like 10 bucks. I mean, if you don't like it, you could probably use it as a weapon and scatter them across the floor. <laughs> and then when somebody wakes up, their yeah. feet are done for. <laughs> they're, they're done. Uh, well, that, <laughs> that's our show for you guys today. Uh, I don't know why I laughed so much this episode. It was pretty good. <laughs> but we, we will be back next week. Look, I'm assuming uh, that next week, uh, after we're done recording, they will announce another seven-star raid, because, boy, the Pokemon company will allow no weekend to go <laughs> empty here. Yeah. Um, so, our, our only two raid Pokemon left uh, in the game code would be uh, Delphox and Rillaboom. Don't know if they're going to do two grass Pokemon back to back, but they did start off with two fire Pokemon at the beginning of all of this. Their Terra type fixes all of that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's true. There, there, there is no Feraligator. There is no Incineroar. There is no uh, Meganium in the game code currently. We've talked about this. I know people are like, where's the Empoleon? It, it, it's not on the game right now. Um, when they're out of starters, I don't know. They got two left. I don't know what they're going to do besides maybe repeat. I think if I do the yeah. math correctly, they could technically take Charizard, Cinderace, Greninja, and repeat them once a week. And that would pretty much get us all through summer. And I don't think that's a bad thing to do. I mean, plenty of people have missed... Cinderace yeah. or all of the kids who are yeah. just getting into or all of the people who are just getting into summer vacation and things like that. This would be a great time for everybody to catch up on any raids they missed. So I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm just saying that like the math kind of lines up if they take everything they've released, they can get another like two and a half months by just yeah. repeating these. Um uh, they, I don't know. They could put like Hisuian Pokemon in raid. Like it doesn't have to be a starter, right? It could be any a seven star. Doesn't have to be a starter. It could be whatever they want it to be. So, um, they could do Hisuian. Uh, we still we are officially in the. They have one month left of Pokemon home. <laughs> no, no, it's the twenty first for summer, right? First day of yep. summer is the twenty first. Is the twenty first of June. So they have one month and a week of maybe home will come out i i think there were rumors that it was coming out on the 18th but i think those rumors also said that go i saw a rumor that it was supposed to come out on may 18th but i'm pretty sure that rumor also said that GoFest was going to be in tokyo and central park for new york and both of those were wrong <laughs> i mean the new york was yeah. right yeah but I mean, the the tokyo is very like wrong it was it's in osaka um so I don't know how much faith it's I'm in Japan. <laughs> it's all of Japan. Look, it's going to be in the United States, Greg. <laughs> what part do you want? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so I don't know if I trust that rumor, but I don't know. Maybe it comes out. Who knows? It can't come out. If it comes out, what else are we going to complain about? Oh, there'll be plenty. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been listening to this show since it started, there's plenty to complain about. Well, uh, you can complain that the podcast is now over. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. Um, 
Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Still trying to figure out which summer Pokemon events we'll all make it to, or each of us will make it to, if <laughs> any, super effective. Look, I'm going to open up a Patreon or GoFundMe. If you want me in New York, GoFundMe, because I can't <laughs> fund myself. Bye. Bye. <laughs>this podcast is brought to you by patreon a huge shout out to our producers of the episode starting with steven k william tony stewart ryan nate matthew bovine Catherine, casey josh jessica gray courtney chris brian anthony and our executive producers of spencer and brady thank you so much for the continued support if you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. That is patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. And you can sign up to get a bunch of rewards, including having your name read at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.